Guardian Analytics is out with its third annual Business Banking Trust Study. What does it say about fraud and how financial institutions can help their business customers? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Terry Austin. He's the CEO and President of Guardian Analytics. Terry, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Nice to talk to you, Tom. So as we said up front, this is your third annual Business Banking Trust Study. What would you say you've learned after three years of administering this survey? Well, Tom, the results are very consistent over the three years, which we think adds a lot of credibility to the findings. The net is that fraud is continuing to escalate, and um, the small and medium business market is expanding their use of online banking and mobile banking, which increases their risk and vulnerability to fraud. You know, the industry still has a ton of room to improve their fraud defenses. The financial institutions, the banks and credit unions, and these small and medium businesses have a lot to lose, starting obviously with the financial loss from fraud itself, but the banks are also subject to a lot of lost time, tarnished reputations, and ultimately the loss of customers if they don't solve this problem and get it right. So looking at this year's survey, what would you say are the top headlines? Well, number one, fraud is widespread. In fact, 74% of the small and medium businesses, and we surveyed about a 1,000 small and medium businesses across the country, 74% of them have experienced electronic banking fraud, and 52% of them have been hit with electronic banking fraud in just the past 12 months. So fraud is not an isolated or rare occurrence in this, uh, in this market. In 52% of the cases, the small and medium business indicated that it would only take one fraud incident, whether it was successful or not, for them to lose confidence in their financial institution's ability to protect their assets. In fact, 72% of the, of the small and medium businesses indicated that they hold their bank primarily accountable for securing their bank accounts. So, you know, it's a very important strategic issue. And this year we actually extended the breadth of the study to specifically look at how small and medium businesses are using online banking, but we've also added the automated clearinghouse or ACH channel. We've added mobile banking, and we've added wire transfers to the scope of the study. And, um, you know, one of the interesting things out of that is that we learned that across all of these channels, when there's a fraud loss, the bank does not fully reimburse a business for that fraud loss in about 80% of the cases. This is a real hot-button issue, and that kind of lack of reimbursement is not endearing the banks to these small and medium business clients. Well, Terry, given that you've examined fraud across all these channels, what emerges to you as the top fraud risks now for businesses and institutions alike? You know, there's a lot of growth in, in the use of mobile and in online banking. So mobile devices, using mobile devices to access online banking has increased from about 23% of, of businesses in 2010 to 54% in, uh, in this latest survey. So it's almost doubled. And we know that the mobile devices are not secure. They're very vulnerable. At the same time, the use of online banking in this business community is expanding. And, and we looked at this in terms of how much of the banking activity is being done online. And the number of businesses that said they're now doing 100% of their business banking using online has more than doubled. It was 9% in 2010, 
and it's now around 20% in 2012. And also, the number that are doing uh, the the amount that are doing a small amount of business online has shrunk. Those that are doing less than say 30% of business online has gone down from about 50% down to about 30%. So we're seeing more usage and and more expanded usage across this community. You know, an interesting fact that I thought was was that now as many businesses use online banking to execute their payments as they use checks. So online banking is caught up with checks as as the predominant um, method for making payments. So the SMBs are becoming more reliant on online banking. They're using mobile devices more and more to access their bank accounts, and we know that the fraudsters are going to go wherever there's money movement. Let me follow up on the mobile point there. What are you finding to be some of the specific fraud challenges of mobility? Mobile banking is, is very different. The device is a whole new platform. And the behaviors and activities that a user is going to go through and that a bank is going to represent on mobile are different than online. So we can't just apply the exact same techniques to mobile as we do for online. The device is vulnerable, it's, and it's vulnerable in a lot of different ways than the online, uh, the computing device was. Just in the last year, we see the huge growth in malware developed for mobile platforms, like 1,400% growth in, in malware being distributed for the uh, Android and iPhone platforms. This is compounded by the fact that users don't treat these devices as really the small computing devices that they are. They, they treat them very differently. They don't think of them as risky. You know, in most cases, users don't put passwords, simple passwords on their mobile devices. And they'll store confidential information like bank account numbers and PIN numbers and things on these mobile devices. They're lost and stolen all the time. It's very, very common for these devices to be lost. Users will sort of download anything. They'll download apps. They'll use the App Store. They'll just assume that those applications being downloaded are safe. And in a lot of cases, they're not. The App Store is being used to distribute malware at an increasing and alarming rate. So these are just very different devices, and they're very, very vulnerable. So they're very attractive for fraudsters. Fraudsters are looking forward to mobile banking and the growth and explosion in mobile access to the to the banking system. Let's talk about detection and prevention. How well prepared do you find businesses and institutions alike to be when it comes to detecting and preventing fraud? Well, Tom, there's a lot of room for improvement, both from the business and from the financial institution. And, you know, realistically, the, the banks are in the best position to do this. You know, again, I'd emphasize that the businesses expect the banks to step up and to provide the fraud prevention expertise and to provide the protection. The study shows that the small and medium businesses have not done much to improve their own defenses. And we believe this is because they're really looking to the bank and the financial institution to do it, and, and they probably have don't have time to really focus on it. Two-thirds of the SMBs believe that their financial institution is committed to preventing fraud, and a similar number believe that their FI is committed to ensuring a secure online banking environment. However, and this is important, only 43% of the survey respondents believe that their bank is taking the appropriate steps to limit risky transactions. And that's actually fallen from, from uh, 2010, where 49% believe they were. And um, 42% say that their financial institution is making online banking too difficult. And that's gone up from 36%. So the steps that the banks are taking to protect the channel both are seen as not being effective and not being the right steps, and they're also seen as making online banking too cumbersome. 
You know, the courts seem to agree with the businesses that the FIs are not taking the adequate steps if you look at the recent rulings in some of these cases. And, you know, the results speak for themselves. Fraud's happening every day. So all in all, I think businesses and financial institutions can significantly improve in their ability to prevent fraud. One topic we haven't discussed yet, and that's financial impact. What did the study tell you in regards to the impact on banks? The financial impact comes in three forms. There's the fraud losses themselves. There's the productivity hit that a bank takes when they have to research and investigate a fraud loss. And then there's the risk of losing their customers ultimately because they're not doing an adequate job at this. You know, the banks only fully reimburse fraud losses in in less than 20% of the cases. So, you know, one could say that the nominal fraud losses to the the bank is relatively low and that the businesses themselves are bearing the brunt of the loss. But I don't think that's really good for either of these constituencies. Having said that, though, the banks still spend an inordinate amount of time and resource investigating fraud cases and in some cases defending themselves in lawsuits that can be brought because they're not covering their clients' losses, and we've seen a lot of examples of that in the market. You know, and then the third case in terms of lost customers, 40% of the small businesses have indicated that after a fraud incident, they moved some or all of their banking business elsewhere. And an additional 30% said that the fraud diminished their trust and confidence in the bank's ability to secure their account. So there's a reputation hit, there's a lost customer hit, and then there's um, you know, time, resources, and and dollars that are all being lost because of this issue. So I've got a couple of related questions for you. And the first one is, what are the questions that the businesses really need to be asking of their banks now? It's pretty straightforward, Tom. They should ask, what fraud prevention practices does the bank have in place to protect them? They should ask about the reimbursement policy up front. If we get hit by a fraud, how much are you going to reimburse us? They should ask about the bank's fraud notification policy. How am I going to be notified? How am I going to be communicated with? And then finally, they should ask the bank what fraud prevention practices the business themselves should be responsible for. What do you expect me to do as a business client of yours? Well, quick follow-up to that. We know that some banks are successfully preventing fraud. So what is it that they're doing that sets them apart from some of the scenarios that you've discussed and that I know are in the research? Well, you know, we're working with uh, hundreds of banks and uh, credit unions that are being very successful in stopping fraud. The first thing they do is, as the recent FFIEC guidance indicated, they're taking a layered security approach. They're not trying to have a one-size-fits-all solution, but they're taking a layered security approach. And and the centerpiece of that layered security approach is behavior-based anomaly detection as the foundation. That's using all the data in the banking system, whether it's online, mobile, ACH, or wired data, using that and accumulating that to really understand normal behavior and detect anomalous behavior that's seen whenever a fraud attempt is tried. And the other thing that they're doing is they're protecting all account holders. They're doing it in an automated fashion. And this has been proven to stop the widest array of fraud attacks and the widest array of threats. So it's very, very effective, and we see evidence of it every day that, that banks can really do a good job using these kind of techniques. And here's the second part of the question I started asking you a few minutes ago. You talked about the questions that businesses need to be asking of banks. Where do banks really need to step up to answer some of these questions? Well, you know, I think the, the business market views the bank as the expert, and the banks and credit unions need to step up and become experts at detecting and preventing fraud. 
They need to deliver the fraud prevention capabilities that their clients are looking to them to provide. The study found that in most cases, the, the small and medium business discovered the fraud themselves after the money had already left, and that really does not speak well to the bank's capabilities. These financial institutions need to get better, and they need to get more proactive. They should not be waiting for the transaction to occur. Fraud is detectable much earlier. If you're using behavior-based analysis and anomaly detection, you can detect the fraud much sooner than the transaction. And that's way better, much better time to prevent it. The study found that 73% of fraud cases, money was transferred before the fraud attack was discovered. That's just, that's just a terrible, terrible result. The money had already left in 73% of the fraud cases before the attack was detected. It makes it much harder to try to recover the funds. It makes it much harder to remediate, and the chance of loss is much higher. So the FIs need to do a better job at detecting fraud earlier and proactively stepping in to prevent it. So they need to develop internal communications. Fraud initiated in one channel, like online, could end up in another, like ACH. It could be enabled through information in the online channel and then executed in the ACH channel or the check channel. So that internal communication within the financial institution between the different areas and payment systems is really important. And then finally, I think there's a huge opportunity here. I think the banks that are getting this right can use this as a competitive advantage. Businesses are looking for this. They expect this level of expertise. And especially right after a business leaves another financial institution because of a fraud attack or because they don't think they were able to protect their account, this is a huge advantage for somebody to go to market and portray their capability as a real competitive advantage. Very good. Well, the study is done. The report is out. Terry, where can our audience see a copy of this report? It's featured on the homepage of our website at guardiananalytics.com. Terry, thanks so much for taking time to talk about this with me today. Thanks, Tom. Take care. We've been talking about the 2012 Business Banking Trust Study. I've been talking with Terry Austin, President and CEO of Guardian Analytics. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.